I have always been fascinated by how our experiences and values shape the way we act and think. It has been in my experience that stories of resilience and passion often inspire others and spur action. In this VUCA world, it is important we figure out what it is we stand for and ultimately ask ourselves, how can we make a difference? In this episode, I speak with Damien Hing, founder of Only Insure, a company offering user-centric auto insurance policies. We discuss the challenges and opportunities brought about by COVID, including dealing with mental fatigue and building company culture. Damien gives us an overview of the resources available to entrepreneurs, such as incubation programs and grants. As the first guest who has already graduated, he brings a unique perspective to the conversation. Is the grass really greener on the other side? Find out. Hi guys, welcome back to Radio Pals, The Sound of NUS. This is Nazreen on We Mean Business. Today, my guest is Damian Hing, the founder of Only Insure, a motor insurance company. Am I right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, can you tell us more about this company? Uh, sure. Hi guys, uh, my name is Damian. So I'm working on Only Insure. Uh, so we are a auto insurance uh, provider that is seeking to uh, make auto insurance fairer and more user-friendly for drivers. Cool. So you say fairer and more user-friendly. Can you tell us about the current existing landscape and why you chose to be a part of it? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so traditionally, uh, auto insurers, they price premiums based on your cohort. For example, your age, your gender, and, and driving experience. and um, to me and my team, that is not the fairest way to judge a person's uh, risk level. So what we do is we uh, analyze and evaluate a driver's driving behavior before giving them a premium that's most reflective to uh, their risk level. So uh, that is essentially the core uh, capabilities and, and, and value proposition that we are developing right now. Right. And what was your motivation behind pursuing this challenge like what was in it for you why do you want to take on this challenge ah um so so i, I would say um this this idea sort of started when i was in uh, noc in, in the us so uh i was driving a car but um the insurance were crazy expensive like mm. they were 2.2.3k like per month and I'm I'm not earning like anywhere near that, right? So I, I took that's a, huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I took a deeper dive into understanding why the premiums were so high. And and I found out that this was the way I'm being priced. And after that, uh, when I came back to Singapore, I did more research and I found out that there could be a better way to go about doing um premium pricing for auto insurance. And that's how we started. Right, right. So there could be a better way of pricing auto insurance. What would a actual steps that you took to you know building this company uh okay uh, i think first and foremost uh i think my lecturers uh, would be proud of me uh so market validation is the most important step mm. so it's about understanding um the pains of uh the customers and talking to them to find out like what actually affects them and and when we talk to our customers we found out that uh, especially amongst the younger demographics uh, price is is uh, a very huge issue for them. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, then I after doing the validation, I found my co-founders, and um, we have been building the product since like February. Yeah. 
Right, cool. Market validation, right? And then you talk about finding your co-founders. Mm-hmm. So how did you find your co-founders? Oh, um, it was actually quite an uh, arduous process because <laughs> uh, I've graduated from NUS. So uh, access to tech talent became a, a, a relatively more difficult thing. Mm-hmm. So a uh, funny story is that uh, my first co-founder, uh, his name is Wayne. So he was actually my primary and secondary school friend, but I didn't know he codes. Oh. Right? Uh, so I actually connected to one of our mutual friends. I was trying to convince that friend uh, to join me on the team itself, uh, but the friend was not able to do so and he actually introduced Wayne to me and that's how we met. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's how I met with Wayne, my first co-founder. And my second co-founder, uh, his name is Waylon. Mm-hmm. So we're actually from the same hall in um, Yusuf Hall. Yeah, so... Um, I actually reached out to him like on, on LinkedIn because I chanced upon his uh, LinkedIn resume and I saw that, <laughs> hey, you're a coder. Then I just like connected with him, we had a chat and after that, like uh, he decided to like help us with mm. the project. Cool. I want to I wanna find out more though because Wayne and Wei Loon, am I right? Yes. Yeah, they both know coding. Great, great for them. But there are a lot of coders out there. So what was it about them that you decided, hey, this is the right person? Ah, I see. Uh, I, I think uh, working style and, and the working dynamics is very important to me. So from the get-go, from um, from my understanding and conversations with both Wayne and Waylon, we have been uh, friends and we could communicate openly and, and transparently. And and that that actually really helped uh, in our initial working relation. And as we worked uh, together for the past few months, uh, that sort of validated itself. And yeah. Mm. Cool. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you also, you talk about your your lecturers will be proud. You talk about Yusuf Hall. That's a lot of NUS experiences you got there. You mm-hmm. also previously mentioned NOC. So could you tell us more about your time here in NUS? Uh, yeah, specifically towards like entrepreneurship. Yeah, whatever that has contributed to where you are now. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would say the first and most important step is uh, the NUS provided this exposure, exposure to entrepreneurship. So um, there are many courses, uh, like there are TR, TR courses that, that teaches you entrepreneurship and what are the um, various steps that a startup founder need to, to know uh, to go about starting up. So I've taken quite a few of those modules uh, throughout my year in NUS. And from then, uh, I began to like get deeper into entrepreneurship and uh, get like a deeper understanding of what uh, is needed of me as a mm-hmm. startup founder. But I think the most uh, important uh, factor like uh, for from NUS will be uh, joining the NOC program. Right. So um, the NOC program is uh, a work slash uh, study, uh, overseas study like trip uh, that, that um, matches students with uh, companies abroad right. um, so that they can really um, immerse themselves in, in tech and entrepreneurship. So when I was in the US, uh, we have attended a lot of events, uh, took part in hackathons, talked to a lot of people that are really involved in tech, and uh, the whole community really like um, inspires you and pushes you forward. So yeah, I think those are the two main things for right. me. Yeah. But sorry, by TR module, what does TR uh, stand it's, for? It's the module code uh, TR. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So is there a module you recommend to my listeners? Uh. Market validation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, did you always want to go into startups and entrepreneurship? Uh, 
I would say yes, uh, especially after uh, after year one. Like I, I, I knew I wanted to do something on my own to create a cool product. Um, but I didn't know that I would uh, when I would do it, like where, where I do it when I was in university, when I am a fresh grad or like maybe five, ten years down the road, right? Yeah, so uh, but that that uh, mindset of wanting to create a cool product that solved real-world problems like, has always been with me for quite a long time. Hmm. Yeah, and you, you describe a lot of uncertainty there. You say it might happen now, it might happen in five or maybe ten years. So what was it that pushed you, you know, okay, I'm going to start now in year two? Uh, uh, so I would say um, what pushed me... To want to start... Start a company yeah. like now. Yeah, back when you were in school. Oh, uh, right. when I was in school, uh, I would say... Um, the NOC program was was a huge push factor. Mm-hmm. So uh, being in the program itself and learning about it and like working towards like entrepreneurship with other groups of uh, passionate people that, that might not be in the same group, but we were there to support each other and like to, to give advice to each other. And, and that whole community really uh, is really encouraging. And, and that's uh, one of the biggest push factors for right. my eventual decision. Okay, what was your major? I was majoring in entrepreneurship. So business, business yeah, school. Business, yeah. Cool. And did you were you always interested in business being a business major? Uh yes, but funny enough, like I didn't start off as a business student. So I was actually in arts in global studies. Right. Yeah. Uh but even when I was in global studies, I took a lot of business mods because global studies allows you to take like modules from other faculties. Ah, okay. Yeah. But when I was in uh, year two, I wanted to be uh, to have both my feet, both my feet, like in 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 like in business. So mm-hmm. I decided I decided to change course, and um, yeah, converted to business full time. Mm. Were there any considerations that you had to you know think about before changing your major? Uh, so I, I guess the greatest worry will be like, hey, will this delay my graduation? Right. Mm. Uh, but after weighing the pros and cons, like I, I knew I wanted to start up and like uh, I wanted to be fully immersed in, in like business and that's why I changed. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And you have not looked back since then, right? It has been a good decision. Yes. yes okay. Yes, good. Yes. Good to hear. And um, now that you've graduated, mm-hmm. right, what is one challenge that you didn't anticipate before graduation? COVID. <laughs> right okay tell us more about that uh so i, I think uh not not on the not on the personal aspect of like the restriction and the mental fatigue it costs you but on like be like on professionally like because we are starting a company and for startups me personally i feel that like culture is the most important hmm. right like uh to to build uh, a vision and mission for the whole team uh and and like following through with it together as a team is very important and being uh because of covid like the now the standard is working from home mm. and it's a lot harder to build like uh culture from uh, a remote setting so i think that has been a challenge but um yeah we have been trying to host like you know team bonding events to to forge like a friendship and camaraderie between the team itself so uh, i would say we are trying our best to manage uh that challenge uh so far Right, that's that's good to hear. How many people do you have in your team? Currently, there's uh there are four. Uh, so it's me, my two co-founders, and we have an intern. And before this, before the Sam started, we had uh two interns 
uh, from NTU. Shout out to uh, Ryan. <laughs> and two uh, interns. Ryan and Jared. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> you only say one name, got favoritism. I uh, know, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, all of you work from home? Uh, yes, all work from home. And any challenges there? Like, can you get your work done efficiently? Uh, yes. So, uh, what we did was, uh, even though it was, we were, we were having like a work from home kind of like setting, uh, but um, the team and the team itself, they have a sense of ownership for the work itself. And we, uh, I would say, yeah, uh, there, there hasn't been much problem in terms of like completing work and whatnot. Okay. So, yeah. Good. And just now you also mentioned briefly about mental fatigue. Now let's not shortchange that. I think yes. we all feel it to, to some extent. Um, how do you deal with that personally and professionally? Uh, so me personally, I think uh, like mental health is, is, is something uh, that that bothers like everyone. And, and especially mm. in this climate, it, it has been challenging. Uh, but I would say having a group, uh, uh, like strong support groups around you is important. Uh, be it your family, your friends, uh, your partner and whatnot. Like having having those support group to push you forward is very important. And I think in entrepreneurship, it's even more important because um, it will never be a smooth sailing journey. There will always be obstacles. Uh, but having the right mindset and having the right support will go a long way in, in overcoming those challenges eventually. Hmm. Right. And good to hear. And challenges aside, has COVID presented any opportunities for you, personally or professionally? Uh, not that I can think of. <laughs> really? <laughs> Working from home, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I, maybe one opportunity will arise soon, uh, hopefully. And how, how long do you think this is going to last? Well, hopefully not too long, man. Mm. Um, I think it will last at least... Six, six to uh, six months to a year. Oh, I thought you were going to say six years. <laughs> oh, no. <definitely> <laughs> okay, yeah. and has COVID um, hit the insurance industry? Oh, yes. You know? There's definitely impact. And, and uh, I would say um, those impact, it's, it's sort of like a positive thing for what we are trying to do. So with COVID, there has been increased like acceptance towards like... Um, online purchasing or, or, or digitization um. of, of people's behaviors and and for our product we want to go direct to consumers on online so that is definitely uh something that's good for us and at the same time uh because we hope to become an uh, insurance company so with less cars on the road it, it could potentially mean that like there will be less accidents and with less accidents there are less claims and, and it could um this will give us more uh profits that could be funneled back into innovation to create better products um, right. for the end users itself. Right. So better products for the end users itself. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of value. It's value-driven services yes. trying to contribute to society. Um, do you feel that only Insure is contributing to society? Uh, not yet, but hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a timeline set for that? Is there a target we're looking at? Uh, so we hope to go to market uh, early next year. Um Tentatively, the plan is in February to March. So that is uh, the timeline that we're working with. Currently, we're still developing some core capabilities that we have. Right. And I'm not allowed to ask about those, right? It's intellectual information. Uh, <laughs> is it? I can share with you on a, like privately. <laughs> uh, all right, sure. And uh, you, you talk about you, 
you guys are trying to become an insurance company, right? Mm. And in my head, I'm, I'm thinking of those big companies like Prudential, <laughs> Great Eastern, yep. right? So it sounds to me like a very daunting task. Is it daunting to you? Um, yes, I think in highly regulated space like banking or, or insurance, uh, entry to market is definitely a huge, huge problem uh, because you need to um, you need to have certain like uh, you need to pass certain requirements to even start selling your product. So, for example, you need uh, some minimal like financial reserves so mm-hmm. that like for for insurance companies so that like in case that there are claims, you can pay it off. So there's stuff like that. And also uh, established traditional companies, they have existing networks that could form like some sort of like a barrier to entry. But I think to us, even though the task is daunting, we do believe in the problem and we do believe in the value of our solution. And that's what is keeping us, uh, like kept us pushing the idea. Right, okay. And do you see all these other companies as like competitors or do you see that this is a common problem uh, I would say yes. They could be. They are. They are competitors, but they could also potentially be partners. Yeah. So um, potentially we will. We might want to like license our tech to those companies, uh, to facilitate like uh the enablement of like um telematics auto insurance and in Singapore, and yeah. So um, let's see whether they want to work with us then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give it some time. I'm sure they will. And you you also talk about you guys are trying to take care of your core capabilities right now. And in order to set up a company in a highly regulated environment, you need financial reserves, right? All of these things, they sound like high prices to pay, literally. Mm-hmm. Like you need a lot of money. Um, talk about Let's talk about funding mm-hmm. uh, for your company. How, how do you guys get your money? Also, currently we are... 100% bootstrap. So uh, everything has been out of our own pockets and, and we don't draw uh, draw a salary from the company itself. But that being said, uh, we are looking to fundraise soon mm-hmm. and uh, to hire more people uh, and whatnot. So so um, we have currently applied for a few grants. And uh, yeah, that's another thing that's great about NUS. Like, uh, so we are trying to apply for a few grants from NUS as well as from um, like ES3 Enterprise Singapore. Mm-hmm. And using those, uh, it will help us like uh, build the product to a point where we can fundraise. Hmm. So if someone were to want to apply for these grants, what criteria must they fulfill? It depends on the grant. Like okay. uh, for example, I think the most common grant would be uh, the Startup Founders Grant. So it is uh, a grant that is given by Enterprise Singapore. Uh, so it's a 50k grant uh, with a 10k like co-matching uh, element in, in it. It means like a third party need to put in 10k for uh, Enterprise Singapore to be 50k. So uh. yeah, so there are a few requirements. Uh, so there must be three three co-founders. Um, they should be working on the idea full-time mm. and, and stuff like that. So um, I would say the criteria differs from right, like okay. grant to grant. And you say you, you don't draw a salary, right? Yep. Has that posed any challenge for you personally? Uh, uh for now, yes, I'm still good. Okay. But like, uh, <laughs> I, I would say it definitely creates like some form of uh, some form of pressure, right? Like because uh, I've graduated from NUS and uh, friends around me are working, mm-hmm. so they have been like accumulating their wealth. Yeah. Well, whereas <laughs> mine has been depreciating. 
so so I think uh, yeah for that that is one like key challenge that like I think a lot of startup founders will, will, will face mm. like if they haven't uh, secured funding yet and they are a pre-revenue company building a product uh, that is that is uh, definitely a challenge so I would I would actually recommend like students to to start up early while they're in school mm. because the opportunity cost is like negligible mm. so actually it's a, the perfect time to start up will be uh, I think when when you are studying in NUS Okay, and you you called the term you use was bootstrap. Yes. Right. Would you? Is it something that you people should avoid doing, taking their own money to finance their own company, or is funding always the better option? Uh, it, it really depends because uh, there there are two sides of the coin, right? Like yeah. if you raise money, raise money early, yes, you can definitely draw a salary. And you can have a better financial security, not only for yourself but for uh, for the company itself. But the earlier you raise, the more equity you need to give up. Right. Yeah. Right. So so it's it depends on what a founders value more. Mm. And because uh, me and my founders, we believe in the company and 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 the potential growth that we could have, we we decide to like you know uh, let's let's wait a while before we raise money and um, bootstrap the company uh, for now. Okay. Cool. And. Enough about the money. Um, what other resources did you need um, to start? Start a company. Com- yeah, a company. Uh, so I think maybe maybe I can uh, share a little bit more about uh, on a general term first right. before moving into specifics of my company. So I think for startups, there are a few fundamental building blocks that are necessary. First and foremost, uh, I would say is the team itself. Mm-hmm. So um, finding the right team member uh, is very important. And and for me, um, my, I I wish that like when I was in NUS, uh, uh, I I could have found my co-founders because the process would be uh, a lot less difficult. So for example, there are like networking events, mm-hmm. or you can join NOC where you meet like people who are passionate about entrepreneurship. Or even join like N House. Um, it's a entrepreneurship driven like a residential college. Mm. Yeah, that you can meet like minded people. So so that's for team itself. At the same time, I think mentorship is also very important. Yeah, uh, especially if you are getting into a field that they are not the most familiar with. Yeah, I think mentorship is very important. And NUS they uh, they do provide mentors if you enter their incubation program, like the hangar program. Mm. Yeah. Last but not least, I would say uh. Funding, funding is very important. So, uh, when you're in NUS, they have uh various grants like um the VIP grant, uh, <laughs> VIP grant. Very uh, important project, is it? I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> I am not sure what the acronym <laughs> means. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, but it's by NUS Enterprise. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and as well as uh, they could also potentially like uh, recommend you uh for the startup founder grant, a fifty k grant. So, um, I would say. Yeah, that that is important too. All right, so your three were finding the right team and finding a mentor. And the last one is funding. Yes. Right, funding. okay, the three Fs. Okay, and tell me, do you have a mentor? Uh, yes, yes, right. we do. You tell me more about that person, that oh, group of people. Uh, so we were actually part of the 500 Startup Incubation Program, uh, Ignition Program. Mm. So through the program itself, we uh, met our mentor. Uh, shout out to Jaspreet. Uh, yeah, so so throughout our journey, he has given us um, advice on like 
how should we go to market and also connected us with uh, the right people that could uh, open doors or, or give us valuable insights towards uh, certain um, aspects of our solution and our go-to-market strategy. This this is called 500 Project. 500 uh, Startup. Startup. So anyone can join? Uh, yes, I would I would say so. You just have to apply and uh, you go through that interview process right. and, and whatnot. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like incubation programs uh, in, in Singapore and uh, NUS has one as well. Mm. Do you know why it's called incubation program? <laughs> why is it called incubation? Yeah, why incubation? Also, my guess is uh, because it's like an incubator and, and uh, they're trying to uh, incubate startups. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, has there... Do you know of any company who did not, you know, go for incubation program or NOC? Student-led startups, that is. Huh, um, I think people in my circle, uh, most of them have gone through uh, huh. like incubation program because more often than not, like it's free and the support that's provided is it's quite substantial. So there is like uh, no deterrent like factors like that's pushing people away from those programs itself. Mm. So let's say, you know, I have an idea and I'm not sure if I would be wasting my time pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do I know that whether I should pursue it? Uh, I think... The most important step is market validation. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> He's back with the MV. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm talking about that inner fear. La, more of what if I can't do it, you know? Uh, of course, the need is there in the market, right? Uh-huh. But why why me? You know, why not someone else? How do I get over that barrier? Why not you? Why oh. someone else? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so optimistic. <laughs> I think uh yes, definitely uh there will be moments where you will second guess yourself, like, hey, am I right for entrepreneurship? And and like uh is this really the right path for me? It's so risky. Um, there will definitely be a lot of negative thoughts, right? But at the end of the day, it's about like what you really want and whether whether like uh will you be okay with like giving up before even trying. So that's one of the main reasons that pushed me towards like entrepreneurship. Like, yes, I could say like, oh, let's take a break. Like maybe like five, 10 years later, I started like, but what, will I regret that decision of not trying? I would say yes. Lah. So, so mm. yeah. So that, that's uh, my, my point of view right. for that. Yeah. Okay. So to my listeners, I helped you ask your question. And you should thank me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that. And you, you are my first graduate on this show. Oh, I'm old. Right? No. <laughs> well, uh, older than me. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for the people who are still studying and are wanting to start a startup or already started a startup? Uh, start early. Uh, start early. Look for the right team members talk to the right people and uh, get your product validated. So so I think the most important step, like I hate going keep I hate I hate going back to market validation, but I think it's very important to understand your customers before even starting uh, to develop your ideas because the development process takes ages and it takes a lot of time, energy, and sometimes even money. Mm. So you don't want to build a product and at the end of the day you realize, hey, actually no one wants it. 
So that's a that's a colossal waste of time. Yeah. So I would say, if you're really keen to start up, like make sure you do your research properly. Do primary research on um, the industry. Like, is there is there is there a market size? Is it the market size there? Is there a market gap? If yes, uh, look at the competitors and and try to find like why your solution works. And after you have those um, those broad ideas itself, then talk to consumers to find out what their pains and gain points are uh, so that you can ensure that you are building a product that people actually need, not mm-hmm. something you think people need. Right, okay. So market validation, to sum up yes. whatever you just said. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Yes. Yep. Okay, and before only insured, did you have any other startups? Uh, so I worked on one uh, when I was in NOC. Uh, so that was three three years ago. Uh, so I was working with a team of four. Uh, but um, because that, that business itself can only work in the US. So when we came back to Singapore, uh, we actually stopped uh, working on it. Right. Why is that? Um, because we were working on something that was similar to giving.sg in Singapore. Oh. Yeah, so giving though actually existed in Singapore already. So it doesn't make sense for us to uh bring that idea back to the to Singapore itself. So again, market validation. Yes, market yes. validation, market <laughs> research. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. And I won't call it a failure. It was a learning experience, right? Mm. So what's the greatest takeaway you have? Uh from that from, startup? Yeah. Uh, so I would say it is uh, team building and like, you know, getting everyone on the same page itself. So, so at the end of the day, I think uh, the team, the team, the idea might change uh, based on like customer feedback or changing scenarios in the market. But the team itself needs to be strong and they need to work well with each other. So mm. if, if, that, if that core unit exists, uh, no matter the hurdles that that like comes up throughout the whole entrepreneurship journey, you know you can rely on each other and uh, push the idea forward. Oh, yeah. so would you like to, you know, give a shout out to your teammates? Uh, shout out to Weilun and Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tongkan Kongku, right? That's what they say uh, in yes. Chinese. Oh, who? Yeah. I thought you said your team got four people. Who's the fourth one? Oh, Mitsu. Mitsu is our. Uh, <laughs> Valuable intern. He's <laughs> in NUS right now, actually. Uh, and what do your interns do in your company? Uh, so they help out with our software development. Yeah, so um, so we we actually value our interns a lot because they, they have chosen to commit the time and put in the effort to help us uh, build this product. So um, actually, Wayne and I, we, we took uh, quite a bit of time to, to really understand what uh, the interns want to learn and and like what are the skill sets they want to develop and from there we sort of like plan out like what are the key uh, learning points that they they should get from this internship and uh try to uh, path their internship journey with us using that itself mm. so uh yeah and at the end we also try to help them with their resumes and, and whatnot so that mm. like yeah they can really benefit from uh, this experience that's nice sounds like a family trying to help each other. Yes. Would you say that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so are you guys still looking for interns? Uh yeah, uh yes, so hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> how how can they connect with you? Uh you can connect to me on LinkedIn or yeah, LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn will be good. All right. Damien Heng. Damien Heng. Yes. All right. So if I have to spell that out, D A M I E N 
space H-E-N-G. Shout out to Shayna Hing, my best friend. Thank you. Nice <laughs> <My> son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for that. And you, you guys have a website, right? That we can visit to learn more about your company? Yes, yes. Uh, it is uh, www.onlyinsure, O-N-L-Y, insure, I-N-S-U-R-E, dot co, C-O. Okay, and what can people do on the website? Uh, they can, if you drive, you can sign up as our beta test users and maybe can uh, you could find out more about what we are doing and uh, if it's interesting to you, yeah, do sign up. So for non-drivers like me, we... Uh, when you get your car, uh, <laughs> you can visit our website again and do sign up. <laughs> if I get my car. Wait, is this, it's for all age range, right? Your your product? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. So the parents who are listening, uh, do take note. Okay, so anything else you want to leave with my listeners? Uh, Words of encouragement. Yeah, like if, if entrepreneurship is really, uh, is something that you're passionate about, don't be afraid. Just uh, pursue it. And um, yeah, if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out, at least you you get like, you get to learn from the experience and you can help out in your journey in the future. All right. Thank you so much, thank Damien. You. Yeah. And this was Nazreen, as usual, your favorite host. So if you've been liking the show, please show your support, share it with your friends. Okay, I'm sure they could benefit as well. And have a nice day. Stay safe. Please wear your mask and wash your hands. Bye-bye.